So, how are we all doing? This is, this is me just doing small talk while I uh, set myself up and ruin everything. I'm stealing a stand. There we go. Oh, you, you guys have never been so quiet. Wow. So, I'm excited to start off um, this series of the Sermon on the Mount. And um, we're going to start by going off on a journey. I love adventures. And I love going on journeys. And so this uh, next picture um, is a photo. Um, if we click next. There we go. There I am. It, technically, it's not a mountain. But I thought it was a cool picture. Um, and so we're going on a journey today. We're going on an adventure up a mountain. Next picture, again. We might get a bit tired, might get worn out, but stay with me. Um, we're going to have some fun. So, we're going up a mountain, and we're going to look at the Sermon on the Mount. And some of you might be sitting there thinking, what on earth is the Sermon on the Mount? Um, because a lot of pastors, a lot of vicars, a lot of teachers talk about the Sermon on the Mount being this massive big deal um, about... Uh, what, how to live our lives. Um, and that's literally it. Jesus went up on a mountain and uh, a lot of crowds gathered and it was literally just after he'd um, gathered a load uh, of his new disciples. He'd just appointed new disciples and so this is his first big ever teaching. Instead of heading out to Wembley Stadium and booking that out, he decides... Um, to do a little bit like Moses did, where Moses was up on the mountain, and that's where he got the, the Ten Commandments, and he went up and he preached out to these people of how to live godly lives. And so that's the Sermon on the Mount. There's so much um, that we can look at, and we're going to look at that over the coming months, over the coming year, where we look at things like prayer, things about being salt and light in this world, things about fasting maybe, or um, giving to the needy. There's so much within the Sermon of the Mount that Jesus shares. But we're going to jump to the end of it. And so right at the end, it's these words. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had, it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears, <coughs> sorry, hears the words, of mine, and does not put them into practice, is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Who here has heard that story told so many times, probably sung the song um, about it, about the house upon the rock? Um, I would sing it to you, but no. Um, we haven't got time, because as you know, I like to waffle. Um, and so we've heard these stories 
and about it. And I don't want to focus on that story. I'm not really going to focus about that on the house, on the rocks. It's relevant, but we're going to focus on the first line. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like building a house upon the rock. So therefore, everyone. So that's everyone. Not just Joe Bloggs, not just Cheds. Everyone who hears these words, so God's words, Jesus' words of his, should put them into practice. So we don't just hear them, we put them into practice. When I was a kid, I went along to church, and I was that kid who knew all the answers to all the stories, and just been like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and I'd sit there with my coloring books at the back of the church while the sermon was going on and everything. I didn't really pay attention. And then one day something changed and I decided, you know what, I'm going to listen. And I'm just going to start to engage. And as the years have gone on, I've decided to actually engage with the word, like listening to the sermons and thinking, right, okay, this is cool. What does that mean for me? What does that look like in my life? And that is what Jesus is saying here. He's saying here that I've said all these words. He's shared about all those things about giving to the needy, um, about loving your enemies, about uh, fasting, about prayer, about so many things that we probably all know and we've all heard so many times. But he's saying, you know it, now do it. Actually do it. Apply it to your life. And how does that look like in your life? Let's quickly just jump um, over to another passage. This is James uh, chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. And it links to uh, this verse. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. We've got to put into practice what we hear. I feel like this applies to my own life um, because I know uh, at moments I can just be sitting there like, yeah, yeah, I've heard this all before. Like, I know the answers. Yeah, I know I need to pray more. Yeah, I'll do that. And I get home and I forget everything that's been said. I just carry on with my life and I'm sitting there and I might just do stupid things, and I might not act like I should, and I'm not living a godly life. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like building a house on a rock. Let me put it in a different way. Imagine, well, a lot. Of, some of you older ones here, will probably soon be learning to drive. 
Scary thought, I know. I've been there. And so what normally happens is you will uh, go on a lot of uh, driving lessons and um, you'll have an instructor and they will teach you the rules of the road, things that you need to do while you're driving along, and they will help you. Now you have a choice in that moment. You have a choice to listen to what they say and then to apply it. So you could sit in that car and be like, you know what, you've said all this stuff. I know that, I'm just going to do it my way. And then you get to your test and you might probably end up failing because you haven't applied what's been said because you're too busy focusing on yourself. Or you listen to what they've said, you apply it, you work at it, you push through it. You might mess up, but that's okay. You've got your next lesson where you can try it again and you keep going, you listen to the instructor, and then you get to your test, you do your best, and you pass. And that's literally like this, faith. We've heard it all, and we could be sitting at that steering wheel of faith and be like, you know what, God's sitting right next to me telling me, He's sitting there and he's told me that I need to do this, that and this. I need to pray more. I need to give to the needy. I need to um, focus on others, love one another. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. Okay, I've got this. You can shut up now. And you drive along leading yourself in faith. And you end up crashing. When actually... We need to be sitting there behind that wheel and going, okay, God, what was that again? Okay, love one another. Okay, how can I do that? God, I need your help. I need you to show me how to love someone else, how to love others. What was the other thing? Prayer. Okay, God, help me. Help me, God, as I drive along in life, drive through life, walk through life, Help me to pray more. Help me, God. Help me to put things into practice. A good friend of mine who I uh, look up to has uh, recently, while I was preparing this, shared this with me. And I decided to just literally pull it straight out of what they've said, not changed it. They said, it's a bit like going to the doctors, telling them what's wrong. They tell you what to do to improve, and you just ignore them. Who does that? It's like going to the doctors, and they tell you what's wrong. But then you just ignore it. Why? Why? The thing is, we do do this. I do this. I raise my hands. We do this. When we listen to God's word. When we sit there at the back of church um, and we hear the talk on Sunday or at youth group or something like that and we listen to it and we're like, yeah! Then we go home and... um, our mum or a dad or a friend, we were like, oh, how's youth group? What did you learn about? And uh, 
you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We just uh, we did, did some games, you know. Oh, our our team won the uh, the cup race. Like, yeah. Well, how 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 was the point? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Who spoke? Oh, I don't know, that annoying guy that just keeps walking up and down and doesn't actually stand still and waffles a lot. Oh, yeah, I know him. I don't like him. Um, I stand still now. Sorry. Um, we do that. We, I find myself doing this a lot. We, we think we're engaging, but then we're not. And we go home and we just carry on with our lives. Because we're just hearing, but we're not applying. We're not putting it into practice. And why? Why should we put it into practice? Because God, one, he loves us and he cares for us. And he wants what's best for us. And when we live out a life that is godly, then we live out a life that feels fulfilled, that is empowering for others. I'll give you an example. I feel like I'm, I'm jumping way ahead of the PowerPoint. I apologize. Um, but this story, um, some of you may have heard it. And you know what? Actually, no, I'm not going to share that. I'm going to share something else. I remember that I used to struggle with prayer. I used to sit there and be like, oh yeah, prayer's good. Like, yeah, I know, we need to pray. And I'd be that guy that would stand there, like maybe in youth or something, where I'm around other people, and I know that they're listening, and I'd be like, right. And so I'd pray like all these big, extravagant prayers, and be like, oh yeah, I managed to squeeze in like this word, this time, that's so holy, oh yeah, right, I've done it. And I'd say all these extravagant prayers. But then I'd go home, and probably the next time that I'd pray would be the next time that I was back at youth group, the next week. I heard about prayer. I knew that we need to pray a lot, that we should talk to God and have that relationship with God and talk to him about things. But I didn't apply it to my life. And it was only when I started to pray more, authentically, in a real way, I started to sit there and be like, you know what? Push past all these big words and be like, God, help me. I've got to that point now where I'll pray about things that might look a little petty or stupid. Like, I'll get, for example, I'll get so frustrated um, when I lose something in the house. Like the other day, I was meant to be going somewhere and I needed a badge with my name on it. And it was two minutes before I was uh, heading out uh, to jump in my car to drive down. And I couldn't find my badge. And I was screaming. I was like, where's my badge? What's going on? Flipping everything in my room, going, Sam, wherever you put it, why are you so stupid? And getting so angry. And then I've got to this point now where I'm like, right, stop. God, I need your help. Jesus, show me where this badge is. Help me remember. And then, no joke, five seconds later, 
because I've calmed myself down, I feel peace, and I get that click, that reminder, oh, check over there. And I go over, pull open a drawer, and there is the badge. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And so that is applying prayer to your life. I decided over time, it took years of pushing and practice, and I'm still, I'm, I'm not saying I'm there, but you just got to go for it. The, the things we hear in church, let's go for it. Instead of just hearing it, let's take it and let's apply it to our own lives. I don't know where I'm going anymore because I've just gone all over the place, but it's okay. Am I living out what Jesus calls me to? Um, there should be a weird doodle thing. I had a little doodle. And I want us to have a think. Are we living out what Jesus calls us to? Are we living out what we hear about? What we're going to hear um, over the coming year? of the Sermon on the Mount? Are we living it out in our school? In our home? In our relationships? Online? In the streets? With our friends? Are we living out what Jesus has said? Or are we just listening and going, yep, Okay, moving on. Let's live intentional. Let's put things into practice. So how can we do that? What steps can we take? So I've come up with some three simple pointers of what steps we can take. The first one is during talks and sermons... Think about how this can apply to your life this week. For example, what you're hearing today, how does this apply to me? What does it look like? What can I do this week to put it into action and come up with an action plan? You could do that in your youth groups. If you hear uh, the leader share something, how does this apply This week, how can I act this out? The next point. Prayer journal. Praying is great. I love prayer. Scribble down your prayers and see where God is leading you. Talk to God. God's not this weird, distant thing. He's with you. And he's listening. And he'll talk to you. And you can talk with him. And you don't have to talk to him in weird ways. You can just talk to him like you would a mate. And be like, God, how does this apply? How can I be like Jesus? How can I live my life full of faith? The next point. Reflect on the word. And then reflect on your own life. So open up your Bible. That could be a challenge. Maybe you want to flick through on Instagram 
follow the Bible app or something and flick through some scripture pictures or verses or something and read it and be like, how does this apply to my life? What does that look like this week? And there's so many other steps, other things that we can do to live intentional, to put into practice what we hear. But I'm just going to leave you with those three. We need to stop, almost stop, look and listen and act. Add act onto the end of that. Stop, look, listen and act and live out intentionally. Live out loud what Jesus is saying. And when we do that, that's when we start to see glimpses of heaven on earth. That's when we start seeing lives change. That's when we start seeing our friends and our families coming together in harmony. Now, I'm not saying that things will become all brand new and shiny and there aren't struggles along the way. But when we live out loud... That's when we move closer to God. That's when we walk with God. And we walk in peace. And we walk in a deep joy. And we see heaven touching earth. And I'm going to end there. Let's live intentional. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the house that's built on the rock. So I'm going to invite the band up. And I'd like you to just take a moment to, to chew over those words. Chew over those thoughts. Have a reflect. Have a think. What does that look like? How does that apply to my life? Maybe you want to talk with someone. Team's available. We can pray with you. Maybe you want to pray with friends. But let's just take a moment to reflect.